The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Publishing Today Radio, where aspiring authors, thought leaders, business owners, and others with a story to tell discover resources, helpful tips, and sage advice. Join Athena Dean Holtz, publishing industry expert, author, speaker, and independent publishing pioneer as she brings to the forefront experts who provide the information you need to succeed. And now, here's Athena. Well, welcome to Publishing Today. I am your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and the topic for today's show is the power of branding, how developing your unique brand will help you sell more books. And... uh. Boy, these days in publishing, that's all you hear about is bl- branding and platform, platform and branding. So, you know, it's vital for an author to know what their brand is and to develop it correctly. If it's done right, it can enhance your career in ways that translate into a larger platform, which translates into more books sold. If it's done wrong, It can slow things down and inhibit your ability to clearly communicate through your website, blog, and social media. So simply put, you cannot afford to ignore the power of branding. So I am so excited to have one of the most gifted experts on branding and marketing that I know on the show with me today. Before I introduce him to you, let me tell you a little bit about him. In fact, as I'm doing this, call or text a friend, have them tune in on voiceamerica.com. Once they're at the website, all they have to do is type in publishing today into the search bar and they'll be able to listen live. Okay, so here is the lineup for today's episode of Publishing Today. My guest for the whole show is James L. Rubart. He is a best-selling and award-winning author of six novels. His books have been nominated for three Carol Awards, three Inspi Awards, and two Christie Awards. His novel, Rooms, won the RT Book Review's Inspirational Novel of the Year, as well as a USA Book of the Year Award. And in 2013, his novel, Soul's Gate, won both a Christie Award and an Inspi Award. He's also a professional speaker and owner of Barefoot Marketing and has worked with clients such as AT&T, ABC, and Remax, as well as numerous best-selling authors on their branding and marketing. So this is going to be a great show with lots of useful information from my guest. And just so you know what to expect during the last five minutes of the show, we'll have that segment called Ask Athena, where I'll be answering your questions on writing, publishing, book marketing, branding, and promotion. So if you have a question you'd like me to answer, send me an email at question at askathena.com, and I'll get it into the lineup for a future show. So before I bring my guest into the conversation, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on voiceamerica.com, the world leader in online media broadcasting and the largest producer of and distributor of live internet-based talk radio. You can connect with me on the web at publishingtodayradio.com 
on Facebook at Publishing Today Radio. And on Twitter, my handle is Athena underscore on the air. If you're listening live on the Voice America Variety Channel online, I also welcome you to uh, download the app. There's a Voice America app that you can download onto your smartphone so you can listen on the go. So with that, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. I was not able to have Jim join us today live, so I recorded his piece earlier in the week. So we're going to play that for you right now. So I have the pleasure of interviewing one of my favorite industry peeps today, and I have watched this man go from unpublished wannabe writer and author to multi-published award-winning novelist, and it has been a delight to watch his success. At the same time, I've watched him develop his own brand and at the same time coach some of our Redemption Press authors on the process of branding. So you are in for a treat today. So, James L. Rubart, welcome to Publishing Today. Athena, it's fun to be with you. Now, I don't know if I can keep calling you James, because I, I, <laughs> I call you Jim, so I may flip-flop back and forth, so excuse me in advance. But uh, Either one works. Oh, good, good. So what is all the hubbub about branding? I mean, as an author, can I just like put up a website with my book and a picture of me and be good to go? Sure, you can do only that, but you won't be good to go. (laughs) So tell me why. Well, people have to know who you are. They have to know what your passions are, what you stand for, and what you stand against. They have to know why they should love you and want to be your friend, or they need to know why they should hate you, right? Mm. Um, uh, There are a lot of people that love Howard Stern. There are a lot of people who hate Howard Stern. There are a lot of people who love Rush Limbaugh. There are a lot of people who hate Rush Limbaugh. In other words, a brand is letting the world know who you are and letting them make the decision whether they're going to like you or not. But to engage readers, to engage your audience, you have to stand for something. Hmm. So, so just putting your book and your picture up there, you can't expect the person coming to your website and finding you online to to have to do a whole lot of work to figure it out, right? That's right. That's right. And, and in today's day and age, there are so many indie authors out there. A lot of traditional authors are going indie and working with companies yourself, Athena, and and they just don't have the publicity behind them like they used to. So they need a way to stand out. They need a way to be recognized. They need a way for people to go, oh, that's interesting. I wonder who that person is. I wonder what they write about. I better check it out. And you simply can't do that if you just slap up a website and a picture of you and your book. Absolutely. Okay, so let's kind of go back to some foundational uh, considerations. How would you define branding? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I mean by that. Branding gets so confusing for people. It gets so complex and people just cannot get a grasp on it. And so... I continue to find new ways to describe it. Um, Today, I'm going to describe it in this way. Often when authors are trying to figure out how do I write, what is my style, editors and agents will talk about voice. I like to find an author with a great, strong, powerful voice. And people go, well, how do I find my voice? What is voice? And I tell them and you tell them, Athena, voice is simply your personality on the page. So, A brand is simply your personality everywhere else in social media, right? Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, on your blog posts, in interviews, one-on-one. Your brand is simply your personality promoted consistently. That's one way to look at it. Um, here's another way to look at it. Let's use an analogy so people will understand this. A brand is like a restaurant. Now, you could put up a building with white walls, no signage, nothing. That's kind of what we were talking about before, doing a website like that. But it would be really hard for people to discover you, and it would be hard for people to know what you're about. Now, if everyone listening decided to take on the project of developing a restaurant, every one of them would do it differently. Everyone would have different paint color on the walls. Everyone would have a different menu. Some people would say, hey, I'm doing fine, you know, fine china. Other people would say, are you kidding me? I'm doing plastic forks. And some would say, oh, I'm doing finger food. It's going to be barbecue with your fingers on picnic tables. So everyone would have a different style of restaurant based on their tastes, based on their personality, based on the things they're passionate about. And so a brand is like a restaurant. You got to figure out what restaurant are you? Hmm. That's good because you're going to appeal to a different type of person if you're McDonald's than if you're uh, some five-star restaurant in downtown Seattle. Exactly. So, I, well, I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but I think that underscores the importance of knowing who your audience is. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. You have to know who your audience is because some people are going to hate McDonald's, right? Right. But based on their sales volume, there are a lot of people that like McDonald's. So first of all, you have to figure out who is my audience? Who who am I targeting? But even before that, and I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself here, Athena, you have to discover who you are. Mm. Most people do not know the type of restaurant they are. And so they go out and they create a restaurant that frankly is not them. They've seen somebody else do it and do it successfully so they go, oh, I'm going to be barbecue. But that's not who you are. And so it comes across as inauthentic. And they wonder why I feel kind of disjointed in this brand I've created. Hmm. That's good. Now, in case you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on the Voice America Network, the world leader in online media broadcasting and the largest producer and distributor of live Internet-based talk radio. So we're going to get back to the topic of the power of branding with James L. Rubart. And let me let me kind of... And you may have to take me back a little bit on this, but I'm going to ask the question, are there particular elements that must be developed in order to create a strong brand? Yeah, and that is a great question because you can't create a strong brand. You can only discover the brand. Mm. And a lot of people go out and try to create a brand. And let me give you a specific example so you know what I'm talking about. Um, I was talking to Ted Decker, who some people might know, uh, New York Times bestselling author. And I was talking to Ted about his brand. And I said, Ted, here's what I think your brand is. I think, because he does fantasy, he does thrillers, he's done some nonfiction. So he's done all these different, uh, a a number of different genres, correct? Mm -hmm. And whereas some people will say, well, your brand is, John Grisham's brand is legal thrillers. Stephen King's brand is horror. Uh, Nora Roberts is romance. Yes, that's part of their brand, but I think brand goes beyond that. Brand is you. Mm -hmm. Brand is who you are. 
And so um, sometimes when I'm teaching in conferences, I'll say, what's Ted Decker's brand? And people can't pin it down. But then when I say, I think Ted Decker's brand is literary rock star, all these people smile and they nod their heads and they go, yes, that's exactly what he is. Because that's how he dresses. That's how he comes across. Um, he's not a guy that has a big grin on in his, his, his photos, his publicity photos. Mm-hmm. He even had a um, uh, an annual gathering called The Gathering of people that would come in and he was up on stage and it was everything except the music. It was a rock concert. And so I was telling Ted, I said, I think your brand is, is literary rock star. I think that's what you've developed your brand to be. And he said, well, Jim, yes and no. He said, here's the thing. I didn't set out to create that. Hmm. What I did is allowed myself to be myself. In other words, the Ted you see out in public, that's the Ted you see in his home. That's the way he dresses. That's the way he talks. That's who he is. He has allowed himself to go, you know, that peer pressure that we started feeling in junior high and then high school and college and we still feel it as adults. He just let that go and said, you know, some people are going to hate me. Some people are going to love me. I'm just going to be myself. So that's the first step. And the hardest step is figuring out who you are. So. I think what happens a lot of times with authors is they hear about branding and then they like try to brand the book that they've just written or a series that they've done. And I, I just, that just seems like we're getting too focused in on the writing because you may decide to write something in a totally different genre which totally blows your brand out of the water. So what, what I hear you saying is you have to brand the person and the passion God's given them, who they are, which would override all of their writing because that's going to come through in everything they write. Exactly correct, Athena. You, you're exactly right. The brand is not your book. The brand is not your genre. The brand is you. You are the brand. Let's give an example from pop culture. Katy Perry or Miley Cyrus, right? A lot of us would go, you know what? I, I, I'm not sure I could even identify one of their songs, but my gosh, I, I know who they are and I could even tell you what their brand is. What's, what's Katy Perry's brand? What's, what's Miley Cyrus's brand? Right now, it's basically scandalous pop star, right? The yep. things they do with their bodies, the, th- the language they use, the interviews they do, it is all on the edge type, type, uh, type branding. Now let's use another example, Taylor Swift. Right. Again, I couldn't tell you what any of her songs are, but I know what her brand is. Her brand is she's a pop star. But what she has brilliantly done is she has made people think, oh, I'm your best friend. You know, this thing she did with Christmas gifts where she actually hand delivered out of all, you know, she she uh, Taylor stocked her face. Some of her Facebook fans wrapped up these presents, mailed them these presents from her. Wow. You know, these girls are opening because her target audience is what? You went back to Athena. Who are the people coming in my restaurant? Well, the core of Taylor's audience, she knows who it is. Right. You know, it's it's 10 to 19 girls. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so she does this. She sends them these gifts. Well, two of the homes, she shows up in person with these gifts. Oh, my gosh. It was just crazy. Right. The, the, The girls went nuts. And what, so what is, what is the brand? What is Taylor saying with that? She's saying, you know what? I'm just an ordinary person that's hit it big and, and I love you and we could be best friends. And that's a powerful, powerful brand. She's just as successful as Miley and Katie. Well, actually more successful. Um, 
But she decided to go much more the I'm a friend, I'm an ordinary girl, much more the wholesome route instead of the scandalous route. But right. all three of those are brands. Yep. And they are the person, the personality, the, yes. the passion that, that 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 personality uh encompasses right. what God has placed in you that makes you unique. That's what you want to, de- well, not develop. I mean, it is your brand, and it's just a matter of enhancing it and making yes. sure that you're communicating it clearly. Yes, that's right. Awesome. Okay, well, we are going to take a quick break and be right back uh, with James L. Rubart on the power of branding. So don't go away. This is Athena Dean Holtz. You're listening to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry on the Voice America Network, and we will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hi, this is Shannon Etheridge, relationship coach, speaker, and author of over 20 books, including the million-copy best-selling Every Woman's Battle series. It was over 15 years ago that I was struggling to navigate through this publishing world, and Athena Dean was one of the first people that I encountered in this industry. Now, we've stayed in touch ever since then because she was such an encourager then, and she's still an encouragement to me today. What a mover and a shaker for God's kingdom, and I have no doubt that Redemption Press is living up to its name. Has anyone ever told you you should write a book? Athena Dean Holtz here, and I've been involved in the publishing industry as an author, blogger, coach, and publisher for over 25 years. One thing I've found is everyone has a story. It just takes the right team to help get it onto paper and then into a book that has the potential to touch lives. Give us a call today. The toll-free number is 844-2-REDEEM. That's 844-273-3336. Like us on Facebook or visit our site at authorsincharge.com. We would love to walk with you through your publishing journey. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. All right. Well, I am talking today to award-winning novelist and marketing and branding guru, James L. Rubart, who I affectionately call Jim. And uh, so are there some fundamental questions that an author needs to work through to be able to discern what their brand is or what it should be? Yeah, there are a number of things, a number of fundamental questions that they need to ask. And one of them is, what is my uniqueness? What is different about me? What makes me stand out? And this is one of the hardest parts for people to do because, as I'm fond of saying, it's impossible to read the label when you're standing inside the bottle. And all of us are standing inside our own bottles. I was working with an author the other day, and she said, hey, I'm launching this book, and it's kind of in the sci-fi you know, fantasy realm and this kind of thing, and, and there's just you know, nothing about me that's really unique or stands out. Um, you know, what do you think? Well, we dug and dug and dug and dug, and we were working on her bio, and come to find out she graduated summa cum laude. Laude, is that how you say it? Summa mm-hmm. cum laude. In molecular biology or something like this where you just go, are you kidding me? Because one of my beliefs is 
you have to have some authority. If you're going to go out there and write a book or make a speech or this kind of thing, you have to have some authority to say, you know what, I've been through the trenches a little bit. And this gal is, is this brilliant, you know, biologist, and she didn't even think that was interesting or unique or would give her authority with her readers who are probably geeky as well. And so the first thing you need to figure out is what is my uniqueness? What makes me stand out? What made the Beatles stand out, Athena? Well, they're long hair and they yeah. were cute and they had music that just everybody, you know, it would just roll around in your head and you couldn't get rid of it. It was. So it was those two things. It was, first of all, it's like, what, the hair? I mean, the hair was a massive, major deal. And and people don't remember how how huge a deal that was for them to have hair like that. And then, you're right, throughout their career, they continued to push the envelope and come out with unique music and, and came out with Sgt. Pepper, which was a concept album. Nobody had done that before. And and so they pushed the envelope in creative uh, creativity and uniqueness. That's one of the things that made them stand out. So in terms of the people who are listening, they need to find out what that uniqueness is. Or as I like to say, what will shock Broca? And you and I have talked about Broca from time to time, Athena. But essentially, Broca, it's an area of your brain that filters out the mundane, the boring, the usual. I'll tell you, you might hate Lady Gaga, but my gosh, when she shows up in a meat dress, you hear about it, and it goes on TV, and it goes, you know, it goes viral on the web, or she shows up in an egg to the Oscars. And, and honestly, I think Lady Gaga is simply being herself. In fact, she's just... She's out there. She's crazy. She's unique. She doesn't care what people think, or at least she's she manages, you know, those who criticize her. Right. And she is shocking Broca. She is shocking people in everything she does. So the idea then of uh, not being uh, not only unique and capitalize on a, on uniqueness, uh, but having that uniqueness be something that's just not uh, run-of-the-mill, like there's a million other people that are using that same right. characteristic. You want right. to find something then about you that really is what people remember about you. Yeah, it's, it's something that people will remember about you that they want. Um, and, and there's so many people out there going, oh, I like that. I'm going to be like that. And, and everyone, everyone, Athena, knows who flew across the Atlantic first, solo in an airplane. Everybody says Charles Lindbergh. I get it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you ask him, who, who was the second guy to do it? No one knows because right. he was second. And then you say, all right, who was third to fly across the Atlantic solo in an airplane? And everybody goes, well, if I don't know number two, I'm certainly not going to know number three. But you do know Amelia Earhart. Uh, Why? First woman. First woman, right, right, right. Same category, but different because it's the first woman. And I've worked with a lot of authors on their branding, and they say, oh, there's nothing unique about me, nothing that stands out. It's like, I've yet to work with an author where I don't go, you know, this is going to make you stand out. This is unique. This combination of interests and passions and personality is going to make you stand out. So what? people have to figure out what their uniqueness is. The other thing they need to figure out is what is the theme of their life? And if we look back and can be self-analytical and self-aware enough to look back at our life and go, oh my gosh, that theme comes up again and again and again. And one of the tricks, it's not a trick, it actually, I, I, I do this when I work with authors, but I've, I've done this often when I've been giving a talk. I say, you tell me the, your three favorite movies and I can tell you the theme of your life. 
And I started having people come up to me and go, okay, do it. I want you to do it right now. And they'll tell me their three favorite movies. And I can tell them the theme of their life. And they're just like, how, 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 how did you do that? Well, when you're looking in from the outside, again, when you're reading the label and you see these movies, you go, okay, here's the theme running through each one of those movies. Don't you think this resonates with you? Don't you think this is who you are? And people go, oh my gosh, yes. So that's another exercise I would encourage the listeners to do is list your three to five favorite movies and try to find the theme that goes through each of them because that's the thing you're passionate about. That's the thing your readers need to know. Hmm. So uh, now the other thing that I think is uh, important uh, because of the not being able to read the label uh, because you're in the water bottle Having somebody like you, having somebody that's a coach that can not only ask you the right kind of questions, but draw out of you those things that make your uniqueness uh, clear, that's just such a, an important piece. I mean, I just am such a fan of coaches and people who can really uh, be objective and see what you can't see. And so that's a plug for you and what you do with authors because that just you you are able to see what the author himself can't necessarily see about himself. Uh, exactly. And and again it sounds like I'm 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 promoting myself but it it's so true. I my my next novel comes out in November and I had the opportunity to work with the brilliant Erin Healy on on my latest book. Mm-hmm. And she came back with my macro and just goes well, Jim, this and this and this, and I don't think this, and I'm just, and I'm reading that going, oh my gosh, she's so right. How come I didn't see that? Well, I just couldn't because I was inside the bottle. She was able to see it and go, you want to make this book great? You got to, you got to make this major change. And she was absolutely right. Mm. Okay. All right. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. Um, is your website part of your brand and, and can a do it yourself website really work? Against your brand? Yeah. <laughs> a do- Loaded question. If, if you are brilliant at web design and graphics and all that, yeah, do it yourself. But most people are not. And absolutely it works against your brand. Because in one way, Athena, a, a website is simply uh, you know, a business card on steroids. You hand out your business card and people go immediately to your website. That's the hub of everything else. That's where they discover who you are and, and check out what you're like, if they're going to like you or hate you. And if it's a rinky-tink, you know, it's back to the restaurant analogy. If you walk in and the chairs are kind of broken and the floor is kind of dirty and uh, you can't, it's kind of hard to get to the menu and, uh, you know, the service is slow, people are going to go, I'm not eating in this restaurant. But if it's nice and neat and clean and, and pleasant, you're probably going to come back there. So that's why a website is so critical. Okay. And a good one is critical, not just any old website, right? Yes, it needs to be. Because that's where editors, agents, readers, that's where everybody is going to go to discover who you are. And a, a, a website with flowers is going to have a very different personality than a website with gravestones on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Your website is a chance. It's, that's your first impression. Absolutely. Okay, in case you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on the Voice America Network, the world leader in online media broadcasting and the largest producer and distributor of live Internet-based talk radio. So we are talking again about the power of 
a brand and the power of branding. And we're talking to James L. Rubart, who is a total branding guru. And uh, we teach at a lot of conferences together about branding and first impressions and just those important things that really you can't uh, just kind of ignore. It's something you really have to embrace and do well and do with class and do it professionally. So, Jim, let me ask you this. So what are some of the ways that you help authors define their brand? Well, we've kind of covered it a little bit, but but again, for review, I help them discover what the label is on their bottle. I help them discover what their uniqueness is, is they might not know that they have. I help them discover the theme of their life that's you know been with them all along and then apply that. And I guess this is the important part. I help them apply that to their website, their Facebook posts, their social media, the way they describe their book, how to pitch to editors and agents, you know, to p- apply it to everything because branding is really part of marketing. And marketing, as I say, marketing is everything. Marketing is everything you do. You are marketing yourself in every moment. And once you understand what your brand is, clearly it makes marketing a whole lot easier. Okay, so now the brand of who we are and what makes us unique. So those are going to be words that describe us, that uh, communicate really our personality. What about the whole image the the logo or the graphics or the the look that's created on your online presence and your website and your social media and all that how how do you see that working along with those words that create the uniqueness of who you are that's a great question because it's not just the words it is absolutely everything it's everything you do. The graphics are incredibly important. The visuals are incredibly important. How you do that, how you choose to do that on your website, on your Facebook page, um, your business card, everything. For example, I'm a monthly columnist for Novel Rocket. Well, everybody has a headshot, right? Just a basic headshot. What I've got up there is I've got a picture of me cutting this big wake on my water ski, right? Yeah. So, First of all, that shock's broken because that's different. Nobody else has a shot of themselves water skiing. Number two, what does it say about me? Oh, wow, this guy's kind of into adventure. He's kind of an outdoors guy. He kind of kind of lives a little bit on the edge, right? So, so I'm consciously doing that to make myself stand out. So, yes, Athena, you're right. The graphics you choose, the logo you choose, the styling, the colors, all that needs to fit within this brand. And, again, once you discover what it is and allow yourself to be who you are, then a lot of this starts to fall in place a little easier. And I, I, all, I see all these authors scrambling, trying to scratch in their head, trying to figure this out. And, and it's, it is. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's an essential, essential thing to do. And, and as you're doing that, and as you're developing that look as part of your brand, I, I just go back again to understanding who your market is and who your audience is because if you're just thinking well everyone should read my book and I should just uh, be uh, you should just want to know me just because uh, I, I'm writing this book and, and it's important and God gave it to me you know that's just way too vague and nebulous and 
it's just not going to reach anybody. So, right. I, I know you have to brand who you are, but isn't part of that thinking about, okay, if this is who I am and this is, these are the people God wants me to reach, combining that understanding, I mean, you're not, you're going to obviously present differently if you're a children's book writer and that's really God's, what God's given you and that's all you want to do is talk to the little ones. Your look is going to be a lot different for them than if you're a Ted Decker type. Athena, that's a great point. And let me give an analogy that helps illustrate exactly what you're saying. And that is, I used to work at a radio station uh, called KLSY in the Seattle area, and it was adult contemporary or soft rock. And the target for that station was a woman, 25 to 49 years of age. But we got even more specific, and we said, she's 36 years old, she lives on the east side, she drives a Dodge Caravan, she has two kids that are, uh, you know, seven and nine years old. She goes to soccer practice two days a week. She's involved in a coffee club at Starbucks every Friday morning. I mean, we got very, very, very specific. And so then we chose everything we did was marketed to her and nobody else because that was the core of our demo. And there's going to be spillover younger than that. There's going to be spillover older than that. But every decision was made based on that one person. And so that's what kind of what you're saying is, Find out who that target audience is, and everything you do, make sure you're designing it for that person. Absolutely, because that's going to communicate more effectively when you really think through it, just like you did with that radio station. You guys did the hard work of thinking through and drilling down and saying, okay, here's the person who's going to get the most out of what I have to say, and you target everything towards them. That is awesome. So, okay, we've got a couple of minutes left. So give us two of your best tips to help an author begin to move forward with discovering their brand. Uh, the first one's going to sound self-serving, but I'll couch it. And that is hire, hire someone like me. If you don't hire me, hire someone yeah. like me that can help you with this because it will cost you some money, but it will save you so much time and heartache and you won't have to be opening restaurant after restaurant discovering, oh, my gosh, this restaurant doesn't work. The second tip I would give Athena is, and people aren't going to like this, but it's just reality, is you need to educate yourself. You need to put in the time to start reading blogs on branding and books on branding. And, uh, you know, truly, it, and, and it doesn't cost, it, it won't cost you anything but your time. Mm-hmm. And I realize that's valuable, but you can check out books on branding from the library. You can go online and type into Google branding and, and there's going to be a lot of different opinions. That's okay. Just like there's a lot of different opinions on how to write a novel or write, how to write a nonfiction book. But I would encourage them to get educated because it will pay dividends. Well, absolutely. Doing your due diligence. I mean, you can end up wasting a whole lot of time and money, uh, doing what sounds good because somebody sold you on something that is actually worthless. And if you'd have done your due diligence, you would have avoided it to begin with. So same, same. You, you really do need to get educated. And, uh, I, I mean, I'm the kind of person, I don't have time to go get educated. So I'd rather hire somebody like you to just help me do it. But there are those who, you know, They'd rather spend that time and go do that due diligence and maybe do a little more of a do-it-yourself type of thing. And so either way is good. Just make sure you do it right and you get all the information that's out there 
so that you're informed when you develop your brand. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to thank you for being with me today. It's been wonderful. If people want to connect with you online, what's the best place for them to find you? The easiest way for them to find me is to email me, james at jameslrubart.com, um, or they can go to my website, which is jameslrubart.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a delight. Athena, always great to be with you. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with some final comments from my branding experience and some of the things I've learned about the topic. So don't go away. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Ever thought about writing a book to tell your story, inspire others, or fulfill a calling in your life? Putting your words on paper is a frightening yet thrilling process that can result in untold lives being touched. The professionals at Redemption Press will walk with you through the process of creating a product you will be proud of. My book was extremely personal, very close to my heart, my baby. From the first call I made to Redemption, Athena and her staff tended to this child like it was their own. My manuscript was very involved, including not only text but also photographs of my artwork. My project manager was so patient and helpful. She was in it for the long haul. Whether it was through phone calls or emails, every staff member at Redemption involved in the publishing process made me feel like I was a person and that my book was their priority. Give Redemption Press a call today at 844-2-REDEEM. Like them on Facebook or go to AuthorsInCharge.com for more information. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. All right. Well, welcome back to Publishing Today. Clear direction for a changing industry broadcasting on the Voice America Network. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we are continuing on our show on the power of a brand. And we've been having a great conversation with James L. Rubart about branding. And I'd just like to take a few minutes to share some of my own experiences on branding. Um, my story is one of uh, a long haul through what turned out to be extreme ex- spiritual abuse, horrific loss. I kind of call it my detour into deception. And that was just kind of right in the middle of my career in publishing. So uh, during my healing journey, I ended up in Texas taking care of my mom who was uh, on hospice and had Alzheimer's and really did not know what I was going to do with the rest of my life and ended up with uh, being offered actually a radio show on uh, the Salem Communications Station down in San Antonio. And uh, so that began a whole new experience in the branding process. Because first of all, when they told me they needed a host for a women's show on Saturday mornings, I had to, uh, gosh, think through, well, what, what 
what is my passion that I want to communicate to these women that are going to listen? And, and what does that look like? And how does that sound? And what would the name be? And boy, it took a, a ton of prayer and processing with people that were close to me. And, uh, after it was all said and done, I mean, I went through all sorts of kind of goofy chick type names, cutesy names, and just never felt like I was where I needed to be. And when I took it back to what uh, I had experienced over these, uh, at that point, it had been maybe like a year and a half uh, of healing and the journey that God had me on, uh, I realized, okay, what this is about and this show is going to be focused on is God's faithfulness because he was faithful to deliver me out of the deception. He was faithful to uh, bring me down to, uh, you know, start to restore my life while I was still in Washington, but then bring me down to Texas. And this new radio opportunity was just a whole new area in my life. And uh, so as I uh, mulled that over and prayed, uh, the title Always Faithful uh, was very clear. And so that was going to be the name of the radio show, Always Faithful. And that's at alwaysfaithfulradio.com if you want to go take a look at it. But as I developed that title for the show and the theme of the show and realizing, okay, everybody I interviewed, I wanted to make sure I brought in how has God been faithful in your life uh, even if we were interviewing on a book that had nothing to do with necessarily that specific topic, it was all, it always came back to that. So that foundation of my brand in that radio show, which was a truth in my life, uh, came through the title, Always Faithful, affirming the faithfulness of God, which was the tagline. And then, so then the next thing I needed to do was I needed to come up with a banner for my website, a look. I needed to come up with uh, the font, the colors, uh, all those pieces that would represent this radio show and this message that was going to be communicated no matter what the show was about. It was always going to come back to that theme of the faithfulness of God. So I had a friend who was uh, a graphic designer and she and I went uh, on a field trip to a Barnes and Noble. And we spent that time looking, just walking around the store. And she'd say, show me what you like. Show me the look that you like. Show me the colors that you like. Show me, just point out books where you like, you like the look. And I just went around the store. I really like this. Oh, I don't really like that. I really like this. And it would be, uh, colors, it would be font choices. It, I, I wasn't specifically saying I like this font or I like this color. I was just showing her what I, what represented me, what was my style. And uh, so out of that came her first crack at it on the banner was it. We didn't have to go back and forth and back and forth and try and find something else. She got it dead on. It was a dead ringer with this beautiful uh, green colors and a floral in the background and the font was perfect. And it was exactly, it represented me. It communicated me and it communicated the message that I knew um, 
God had for this particular radio show. And uh, so that was, that was just, that was the beginning. So that uh, artwork and that design was used not only on my website, but which was also my blog, but also my Facebook and my Twitter and everywhere that I had anything to do with Always Faithful Radio, that look was there. That font was there. That background was there. The tagline was there. It was all very consistent. So um, then as there became a little more uh, evolution, let's say, in that during my time on the radio and during my uh, continued healing process, I uh, continued to get this uh, scripture that God kept giving to me that was, be still and know that I am God. Be still, you know, because I was still very anxious about what the rest of my life was going to look like. And uh, as I began to go on my walks every day, uh, in my neighborhood in San Antonio, there was it seemed like every house in the neighborhood had a bench. Some of them were swinging benches. Some of them were up against the houses. Some of them were out in the yards. Some of them were in the flower beds. And uh, I mean, but benches were everywhere. And it was this very profound uh, point that God was making. Uh, when I see a bench, I really do want to go sit down and just be still and think about the Lord. And so as I blogged about that experience, and as I uh, would take pictures every time I'd see a bench, I would post it on Facebook and uh, get all sorts of chatter going back and forth about the bench and what a cool bench it was and what, you know, if I could go sit on that bench in that, in that person's yard, what would I want to think about God today? And, uh, or what scripture would I want to ponder? And so it became this ongoing thing where benches, where I just, they were everywhere in my life, not just in my neighborhood, but everywhere I went, I would see benches and I would take pictures and I would put them on my social media along with that scripture be still and know that I'm God. And I might even talk about something I was struggling with that day um, and why I really do need to be still. So uh, from there, it evolved into some of my social media uh, posts during the day. I, I needed to kind of be very uh, uh, smart and intentional about what I was going to be posting on my social media, not just throw up whatever I wanted to throw up. That's part of doing social media right. And so I uh, began every day at noon to post a copy of a bench, a picture of a bench with a specific scripture. And so people began to anticipate the bench and the scripture of the day. And so it, 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 you know, after a while, I would have people posting pictures of benches on my Facebook page saying, I saw this and I thought of you and it made me think about being still and thinking about God and thinking about how faithful he is. Just exactly what I was trying to do, just exactly what I was trying to communicate with the show and with my life, all of a sudden, now that's a brand. When people see something and they think of you, that means 
your, your, your branding is strong. So now if you've just joined us, you're listening to uh, all, not always Faithful Radio, but Publishing Today Radio, uh, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. And I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz. And we are continuing with our conversation about branding. And uh, in these last few minutes I have, I just want to kind of make a point here. When Jim Rubart earlier in the show was talking about Ted Decker being the literary rock star and... Uh, and how he said, you know, I didn't set out to create my brand. I just was who I am. And that became the brand. And I did not set out to develop this brand. It wasn't like I said to myself, I got to create a brand for my radio show or my life. I knew I needed a title. I knew I needed it to look good. But it was not an intentional uh I'm going to plan to create this brand where people know me as that scripture about being still and God's faithfulness and benches. It just wasn't uh, in my head. It just is what happened. It was a natural progression of developing and uh, being me and uh, having people discover who I was. And uh, I just had a bigger platform because I had a radio show. So, uh, it was a very uh, encouraging time, and it's and as I look back, I see that whole process that Jim and I just talked about uh, of branding, and uh, it's just a powerful thing to be able to take that passion that God gives you, the message that God gives you, and communicate it in a way, visually, words, audio, all the different ways to be able to communicate it in a way that effectively represents who you are. And I think uh, a few last things I want to mention on that that I think are important. And those are intangible pieces of your brand, intangible components. Uh, It's important to have a passion. If you don't have a passion for your message, all the great graphics and, uh, and wording for, uh, your bio and and your description of who you are it, and your website's not going to really do any good if the passion's not there. Uh, you need to really love your audience. That love for your audience has to be in place and your audience and your readers are going to pick up on it. I'm a big person for transparency. I think there has to be a level of transparency in your words in order to truly connect with your audience. And so being open about your life and your struggles those are the very things that people will resonate with and connect with. Uh, being honest and being humble and being authentic. And that's, uh, I think, also what Jim was mentioning about Ted Decker. He, the same person he is on stage is the same person he is at home. The same person he is on Facebook is the same person he is just with his family, with his close friends. There's not two personas there that are... Uh, you know, uh, not the same. So I think that's, in as you go into your branding and as you think it through, I think that's an area that um, just being authentic and being transparent and really being who you are, I think that's uh, the thing that I want to leave with you on the topic of branding. So as we wrap up today's show, um, we're going to do our Ask Athena segment 
where I answer the questions that you've been asking about. And if you have a question you'd like me to address on the air, I'd like you to send it to me by email at question at askathena.com. And uh, I had someone say, I'm worried that having my work edited will change my voice. And let me just say this, a good editor, a professional editor, not your, uh, you know, English teacher from school or a friend that says, oh yeah, I'm an editor. I'm talking a professional editor. That's the kind of person that's going to be able to edit your work and retain your voice. So that is a very important thing. A good editor, someone who really knows their stuff and is gifted in that calling will never take away your voice. They'll only enhance it. So it is time to wrap up this uh, edition of Publishing Today. It has been great to talk shop with Jim Rubart. And uh, I want to ask you to be sure to join us next week when our topic is the power of a blue ribbon, how to win a writer's contest. My guest will be Dennis or I affectionately know him as Doc Hensley, who you heard recently on the show on the power of an article. Doc serves as a judge for four national and two regional writing contests. So you will not want to miss this show. There, He is a wealth of information and will give very specific uh, piece by piece, all the things you need. I mean, we're talking insider information for you to be able to actually win a writer's contest. And I think we're also going to try and make sure that we tell you the things to watch out for because there are some writing contests out there that are probably ones you would want to avoid. There are some scams out there. Uh, in case you haven't figured that out already, in the publishing world. So we're going to not only tell you how to win a writer's contest, but also how to make sure you pick the right ones to enter. So wrapping up, this is Athena Dean Holtz for Publishing Today Radio, brought to you by Redemption Press, where we do put the author in charge and help walk you through every step of the publishing process, making sure that you make the decisions that are right for not only your voice, your message, your audience, your brand, all your giftings, the time you want to put into the project. We help walk you through based on all those factors. So that's one thing about Redemption Press. We're not a one-size-fits-all. We're going to help you walk through in a way that is going to be best for you and your manuscript. So, an extra plug there for Redemption Press. Have a great week until we're back with you again next Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Voice America Network. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to Publishing Today Radio. Be sure to join your host, Athena Dean Holtz, again next Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.